You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Ain Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators. Welcome and blessings. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, and I invite you to explore solutions for an evolving humanity. My guest and future co-host, Mirabai Devi, will be joining me to discuss the many ways in which humanity is evolving. Yes, we're evolving, we're waking up, and there is hope. So this should be fun. I want you to, to be creative today to be ready to be inspired. Let me tell you a little bit about Mirabai Devi. Mirabai is a new paradigm spiritual teacher. Her teachings emphasize the importance of spiritual practice for self-realization. Combined with a commitment to personal growth, she works with individuals and groups. Go check her out. She's fabulous. Mirabai Devi offers hope and inspiration around the planet. We need more of that. So check out her website on mirabaidevi.org. I'm also happy to announce that my bilingual English and Spanish fable for all ages, Iala Mother Swan, just won a gold with Nautilus Book Awards. Yippee! I'm so glad. And you can listen to me talk about it and read from Iala on Infinite Light um, monologue that I did called Music of the Sphere. So check it out. You can go to superpowerexperts.com slash ILP music of the sphere. So that's a fun one. I hope you'll you'll click over there. So when we come back from the short break, I'm going to bring on Mirabai Devi and we're going to discuss the many ways humanity is evolving. Yes, we're singing songs. This is we're moving into a fabulous and beautiful world. Are you ready for paradise? Yes. So Oh, and at the end, Mirabai Devi is going to do a beautiful global healing meditation. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light. So Mirabai and I have done several podcast episodes now, and I invite you to listen to them on superpowerexperts.com slash power up slash messages of infinite light. You might really love the last episode we did called Heading Toward Liberation. It's a really fabulous one. So check it out. Okay, here we go. Let me introduce Mirabai Devi. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Anne. Thank you for having me here today and also congratulations on your award. Thank you. Thank you. I this um this award really means something to me. And, and I think what might mean more to me than anything is that a little boy called me today to say, I have read Iyala Mother Swan every night for the past four nights, and I just have one question for you. Are you magic? <laughs> <laughs> and your answer was? Of course I am. We need a little bit more magic in the world. And he said, <laughs> he said that's wonderful. It's my favorite book. I mean, and that makes <sighs> writing all these books worthwhile, doesn't it? Just that one little voice. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> you touched and inspired his little life. So sweet. And he touched and inspired me in return. So that's, it's anyway, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing. So, okay. I have this yeah. big question for you. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Do you believe that humanity is evolving? I not only believe that humanity is evolving, but I also know that humanity is evolving, awakening, and going through a collective awakening. In fact, right now we have been in this collective awakening, only it's accelerating, and we're in a time, as we mentioned, last time that we call the quickening. So it's accelerated. Fasten your seatbelt. Here we are, ready or not. So here we are in the middle of the ascension. And what we're hoping to see here and what we're ushering in and working towards and what we've been working towards is manifesting 
this new earth and this new humanity. Yes, absolutely. Now, I think this is actually quite exciting. I, you know, it, it's something we've been speaking about for quite a long period of time, the, the dawn of the golden age. And meanwhile, we're reading what's happening with the earth. And we know uh, just from our instruments, just measuring that the ancient sites are, are coming back online again. And, and we're being invited to, to awaken to our, the truth of who we are, our true nature. Our, we're we're um, being invited to become free. So um, how do you see the earth changing right now? Is, are, you, are you aware of the planetary changes? Or what are you seeing? What I see is that we are, as a Milky Way galaxy, directly in front of the Grand Central Sun. We're also in the photon belt right now. So we're receiving a lot of solar flares, especially the last month or two. It's been intensified, and um, people can read up about that and study because there's a lot of uh, scientific information that's out there about it. But it's, it's not just affecting one or two of us, but it's affecting everyone. The quotient of light that's coming into our Earth is higher than it's ever been. And what happens when very high frequency light hits the planet, whether it's through solar flares or whether it's through the gamma rays, all in all, these are light beings. And these light being rays that are hitting the planet are intensifying and raising our vibrational frequency, which means that everything that is not of the light is coming up to purge itself out in order to be released. And that's why people are going through such an intensification emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. It, it really is quite a ride right now. Some of us have prepared for this and some haven't. And so those that have not have really been going through many interesting experiences. Do you want to speak a little bit to that, Ayn? I really like what you're saying right now. You know, that, um, that, I see that we're going through this uh, galactic sheet or uh, Rory Duff, who's been on the show a few times, has explained that we used to have three shields and one of the shields came off. Now we have two. So he's a, a, a geobiologist. He's a scientist. He's explaining this. So, of course, we're feeling these solar flares. We're feeling these cosmic vibrations more than ever. How does that impact us? In every way, as you mentioned, it's going to impact us physically. It impacts our mind. It impacts our spiritual development. It impacts the living planet. So um, I'm excited about it. And I'm also aware, aware that things are changing rapidly, that we need to be awake. We need to be ready. We need to be able to pivot. We need to be able to take this light into ourselves so that we become light beings. You know, the light beings are helping us. So we are becoming human light beings. Always like that H-U-E, hue. You know, we're hue, we're color, we're a ray. We're becoming, we're becoming um, human light beings. So, yeah. I mean, what do you think is, is going to happen in terms of um, just the way that this world is structured. I don't really want to get into politics so much, not my favorite subject, but let's say, let's take on the economy for a minute. Do you think that the way that we um, engage with money um, or barter, will, do you think that might change? Yeah, well, just to back up to your previous point, in the Sufi tradition, hue means divine and breath. So the breath of God comes into the form, the breath of spirit comes into the form and animates it. And when we were animated from spirit into form and we were created, uh, whichever creation uh, mythology story you want to go with, whether it's scientific or not, our full genetic, our full DNA did not get activated or come online. So we are being activated in our DNA and our DNA codes are being turned on, codes that have never been turned on or activated before, which is really what's happening with this awakening and this acceleration. And so as we are coming into 
more of our DNA, we're also going to start using parts of our brain that have never been accessed or tapped into before. A lot of the old systems are crumbling and falling and they're gripping on for dear life and trying to maintain their sense of power and control and threat until they collapse because they know that there is no future for them ultimately as the earth is moving into more and more light. In other words, we're lightening up, we're not densifying. And so in this process, of course, the light reveals the shadow, which comes up to be shown and released. And so these old systems, financial systems, banking systems, healthcare systems, agricultural systems, education systems, political systems, and so on and so forth, uh, religious systems, they're all going to go through the washing machine and come out on the other side looking very, very different. So that's why I feel that when you're talking about financial systems as one example of the many systems that are collapsing and changing and transmuting and transforming, kind of like the, the caterpillar that goes into the cocoon and then comes out as a butterfly, <clears throat> the caterpillar is being torn apart when it's in that cocoon, right? As it's becoming a butterfly. But when it emerges, it's absolutely just so beautiful with its colors and its delicate wings and its ability to fly. So what we're seeing is a lot of uh, trauma and loss in the financial systems and many people switching over into cryptocurrency and um, some of the um, bit, bit, uh, Bitcoin and the... Um, currency chains that are this new system that's emerging all over. And people are feeling a lot more hopeful about that, <clears throat> along with gold, buying gold and uh, buying silver, rather than being stuck in the old financial banking system with fiat currency. And of course, there's so much wonderful information out there. I'm sure people are um, excited to learn more about that. Yeah, it's true. I did a wonderful podcast episode on wisdom of the ages with uh, Joanna Garzili, who's an expert in cryptocurrency. So people can go check that out. She goes into real deep. I wanted her to do a 101 version and she went deep fast, but it's a, it's a really good episode if you want to dive into that. I, I think it's really important not to be frightened about the changes that are taking place, but also to be aware that things are changing and we need to be able to pivot. And um so let's take on and prepare and prepare. Now just prepare. Just you know, have a little bit of gold, have a little bit, just be aware of what's happening. Don't you know, don't be an ostrich, you know, stick your head in the sand. You need to to see what's happening and understand something about true wealth, too. I think I'll add here is that we are creator beings, so we can really create from any space that we find ourselves in. Do you want to add to that? Yes. When you said that, I felt like light bulbs turning on. Um, for, for all of our audience, everyone here with us to remember that we're not victims, that the divine dwells within us as us, and we are creator beings, which means we're co-creating with the divine. We're co-creating with our higher self. And in that process, if we put our focus and our attention on something and remove the blocks and obstacles that stand in the way, it will manifest. The more blocks and obstacles and veils we remove, the faster and faster that manifestation is going to come into form. And our lives are the opportunity for us to practice those principles. Yes, I really, really believe that. And this is something that we might want to think about and embrace is that our thoughts create the words that we speak and the words that we speak, they're sounds that create reality. So we need to be careful about our, what we think and what we say to each other, because we are creating in that moment. And the more clarity we have about that, and actually the more that we create from a positive space, the more that we can literally impact the planet that we stand upon. Um, we were speaking earlier at Mirabai about agriculture, about the restoration of our forests, uh, food forests, sustainability, 
the soil. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, we have, unfortunately, I think after World War II, we re- really went into a sort of chemical farming and went into monocrops. And I think they're failing us. And a lot of people now are talking about restorative agriculture, um, taking food back into our own hands, finding our own acre to grow our food on and um, re- remake our hedgerows, you know, f- find the wild edibles, teach our friends about how to do this. And I mean, this is also healthy for our own bodies, our own bodies, mind, soul, spirit, and community. We can build communities around this. What, what are, you, are your thoughts about agriculture? Yeah, I, I would say that I'm totally in alignment with that aim and that I feel that it's important for people, if they're in a position to be able to do so, um, whether they're in a city and they're using a community garden or um, an, a little patch in their backyard or whether you're in the country and you can take some land and grow your own edible food and create your own food forest and go together with, go in it together with. <clears throat> with some other people. And feed just so that you can feed yourself and you can feed others. And this is very, very essential as we're going into this time where a lot of changes are happening on the planet and we're seeing some things come down the pike that would make it very necessary for you to prepare to have your own form of nourishment and uh, a way to nourish your community. I think this is really important and we might want to do some studies about what will sustain us because uh, I, I did a podcast recently with a fellow that grows hemp and of course hemp seeds can keep us going for a very long period of time. So can quinoa, so can amaranth, so can uh, chlorilla. And our forests are full of mushrooms and roots and all sorts of different things. And I, I, I believe it's important for us to, again, not be frightened about anything, but just to be um, mindful of nature and that nature has provided for us for a very long period of time, that nature loves us and that we can enter into a loving relationship with the world around us, that we don't have to spray and do all the things that we've done that have actually led towards disconnecting uh, us from nature, from our bodies, from our communities and so forth. This is, I think this is part of the shift. It's like, wait a second, we haven't been paying attention to the water, to the air, to the soil and it behooves us to do so. And it's an act of loving kindness to, um, to, to really come together and have these conversations, realize what we've done. That's been an error and been a mistake and, and choose again, you know, choose a new reality, choose a reality in which, um, health and well-being and, uh, a world in which all people thrive becomes an increasing possibility. What would you say? I would say that we need to clean up uh, what we have created in the past. We need to clean up the mess that we've created in terms of um, the poisons, the chemicals, and the ways that that has really affected nature and not just the waters and the oceans and the atmosphere and the air but and the land, but also that the fact that it's affected and killed off so many species and not just uh, insects and, and um, animals and birds and mammals, but also trees and wildlife and nature that is, uh, you know, forests, ancient forests and so forth, Aboriginal forests. And so I feel as if there's been um, sort of the feeling that that earth is a renewable resource and that we can just humanity can just keep uh, drawing off of that resource in, at infinitum. And I feel that um, COVID pandemic was a huge reset in the sense that the earth had a chance to at least restore 
in certain areas um, and also animals and birds and plants and things had a chance to grow back and come back and feel safer um, with less human traffic. And yet at this point, I think we're going into a period where we need to choose consciously to co-create in new solutions that are less poisonous or less destructive for the earth and the life of the earth. And these solutions are absolutely available. They're, they're definitely available. They've been discovered. They're here. It's just about implementing them and having more access, more widespread to them. So I'd say, yes, let's put the wealth in the hands of the enlightened and the environmental um, humanitarian and Let's let the earth regenerate and let's grow and work with nature in a way that is respectful and harmonious. Let's protect the earth and the life of the earth and the marine life and the forests. That's how I feel. I completely agree. And as we spend time in nature, I particularly, I really love trees. I have a deep, (laughs) deep love of trees. And one thing I noticed living in the mountains is that the trees call the rain, they call the clouds, they call what they need. If you cut the trees down, we it no longer calls the water to it. So we create deserts when we cut trees down. And so I think it's really important to, to plant trees and to learn to use bamboo and hemp and other types of uh, uh, plants that can create paper and, and um, even like hempcrete, you can create houses with this. So there are all kinds of new technologies that are coming along that are pretty exciting. And of course, some places don't need trees, they need grass, and then, you know, obviously the ocean, something else, but we can engage with our own own environment, wherever we happen to be, we can learn about the native plants and we can come together and start bringing those back. And of course, when we restore the native plants and we restore the bees and the birds and, and the wildlife starts coming back online again, it is very sad that we have killed off as many species as we have. And now that we know this, now that we're aware of this, we can learn to engage in relationship with nature in a new way. Um, do you want to add to that? Um, I, I think that mostly I agree with everything you just said, and also that it would be good for us in the future to talk about some of the solutions that have been created and that are available now. And there's some very, very interesting ideas that are being implemented or need to be implemented. And I think caring about the earth and caring about nature is something where humanity needs to open their hearts. We all need to open our hearts and become compassionate and loving um, towards nature. And that's really what's going to regenerate the earth more than anything else is our consciousness and our love and our stewardship, our conscious stewardship. You know, there's some things that have have come into, really, they're going into mainstream awareness now, I believe, about um, restoring the agriculture, restoring the lands, and also um, things like silvopasture. And I thought this was really interesting because we we think if you put animals on a pasture that the animals are going to destroy the pasture. And what we're learning is that if there aren't animals on uh, on land, then then we actually degrade the the pasture, and so uh, cr- uh, crop rotation and animal rotation is really important. There's a reason to have so many different uh, animals on a a, a a land plot on a farm, because uh, if you have cows, the and, and we love cows, right? We have cows in the farm. They they create fabulous manure for the soil. And, and there are all kinds of microbes that go into the soil. The, the land comes to life, but you don't want, you don't want cows on one particular plot for too long. You move those off because they are to eat a certain type of grass. You move them into another, and then sheep can come in and sheep like the weeds and they eat differently. They have a different kind of manure. And what you're doing is you're aerating and, and, you know, hogs and pigs actually can come in, they help aerate and that helps bring in mushrooms. And so when you have 
not monocrops, but when you have, say, hazelnuts and service berries and pawpaws and a lot of native trees that are, are um, hickories, uh, uh, all, you know, we, we used to have chestnut trees everywhere. They're actually starting to come back. There's a, a, a here in Virginia, there's a one um, particular strand that's 2% Asian that that's living again. So it's American chestnut with a little bit of help. Um, and so here you creating a lot of food in the forest and so you don't want, I mean, the monocrops, the monocrops, I think, are one thing that, that really needs to change. And of course, if we're in a community, we don't all, all want to look the same. We don't all, all want to have just, you know, blue shirts on and the same kind of dog. <laughs> you know, we want, we want to be individual and unique. And we're finding out that this earth requires unique relationship, that certain, that certain mushrooms live under certain trees and certain birds live in certain trees and certain um, bees need certain flowers and right. So they, we all need to come together and understand the complexity of the web of life. And I believe tapping into the divine mother and her multidimensional understanding and her holographic understanding of this universe is one way to do this. What do you feel? Divine mother is what brings form into being without divine mother, there would be no nature and no forms. And so when unconscious or um, hidden or unseen consciousness is brought into form, that's all through divine mother. So all the nature spirits and devas and elementals that work for the landscape, creating the mountains and the trees and the oceans and the plants and all of nature is created through divine mother's overseeing of the elemental realms, the nature kingdoms. And so, um, so what do I feel? And I, interesting, I get a vision of Pan here, Ain, you know, Pan from our, our work with mythology, the God of nature. And so there's a very deep relationship because nature is actually the body of divine mother it's her creation so knowing divine mother in your heart in your inner self whether you're a man or a woman is developing a very deep relationship with the shakti or the light that brings consciousness into all forms and you can start out just by blurring your eyes a little bit and seeing the lights of the devas the sparkling white lights that are dancing through all forms. And then you start to see the auras of the trees and the plants and the animals. And then you start to tune into their soul and their spirit. And then you tune into the messages. Every animal, every tree, every herb, every plant has a message, has a voice, has a spirit, and has something to share with us. And so to practice working with nature in a loving, devotional, conscious way um, if anyone is feeling cold to take a, a high road to awakening or an accelerated relationship or devotional relationship with divine mother, that's a very direct path. And that can become very practical, whether it's growing a garden or growing a community garden or growing, you know, agriculturally, you know, crops for many people as a farmer. And um, that relationship with the earth and stewarding the earth and talking to the nature kingdoms is I feel a you know a very important one, a very important relationship. In our last episode, we spoke about Eileen Caddy and the Fendhorn community, and I you know, that seems to be a community that I have contributed a lot, a lot to our understanding of Pan and then the the earthly kingdom and how connected we can be to the both uh, God and and the earth. So. Um, Okay, one more question for you. Let's just how how do we collectively, each one of us, how can we collectively begin to create the future we wish to live into, both individually and together? How can we start? That's a great question. Everything starts with visualizing it. Visualization so the subconscious mind does not know the difference between us visualizing that we're traveling to a place or a location or whether we're actually physically 
standing there and arriving and feeling that place, that location through our five senses. It's exactly the same. So as we, each one of us that is making the choice to awaken, visualizes on a daily basis, uses our thoughts, our imagination, our creativity, and our consciousness to visualize the world, the earth, our planet, nature thriving, to visualize our species coming back, to visualize new agricultural systems, to visualize new healthcare systems, new political systems, new religious systems, new education systems that are positive, that are healing, that are regenerative, that are renewing, and that are good for the earth and the life of the earth, and that are really helping in positive ways. And to then come together with other like-minded people that are doing the same. For example, the meditation that I'm going to be doing next is a guided visualization for us to work on bringing the light into the planet, our planet. And so then those thoughts, those imaginations start to be caught like popcorn through the masses, different people having the same ideas all over the planet, and inspiration comes, and we start building these new systems and putting them into action, implementing them. And that's how we're going to see the change. And I really believe that. That's beautiful. I absolutely love it. Our thoughts and our words, these sacred sounds create the world we live into. So that Yes, they do. That last part, it's a good thing that you mentioned it too. It's also action. We can think it, we can say it, and then we actually need to do it (laughs) together. So I'm excited about the global healing meditation. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't been part of this. I, um, I can't wait. Would you just like to take us through this? Yes, thank you so much. I would love to. And I've been nodding away at what you were saying. (laughs) Agreed. Okay, everyone, please get ready for meditation. You can lie down now, or you can sit up and you can uncross your legs and arms so that you're in an open aura position. Now take some nice, deep inhalations and exhalations through the nose and let your breathing fill your belly now, relaxing your abdomen and your whole body, letting go of any tension or stress anywhere in your body now. Feel your breath flowing throughout your body, flowing in and out effortlessly. And now let go of all of the events of your day that brought you into this present moment. Let them go and relax your entire body now and bring your awareness to your heart area and gently invite your heart to open like a lotus blossom or a rose blossom, petal by petal. Smell the fragrance of the rose or the lotus as it opens and release any tension that you have in any area of your body. Breathe in that scent of roses. Let all the thoughts in your mind become like floating clouds in the sky that gently are passing you by, guiding you and showing you back to your breath.
drop into mother, mother earth beneath you and surrender, surrender control, surrender the tight grip that you hold on your life. It's a feeling of total relaxation now. As you allow any sensations in your body just just to simply arise and fall, bringing them into your awareness and letting go, letting go of all control. Let your life be in the hands of the divine. Let go and surrender completely. And now on the screen of your mind's eye, visualize yourself in a beautiful place in nature, a beautiful meadow in the summertime with the grass, the green grass under your feet, surrounding you in the meadow with bright, beautiful, scented, Sweet wildflowers, gorgeous butterflies, the loud buzzing of the bees collecting the nectar, the warmth of the sunlight dappling on your face and your hair, breathing in the sweet scents of the wildflowers and taking in the vibrant colors through your eyes, like rainbow colors. The blues and purples and pinks and reds and golden buttercups everywhere around you. You are surrounded by color and beauty. And now you hear the distant sound of water cascading in a waterfall that is on the other side of the meadow, a waterfall and a stream. You are in paradise and you sense the feeling of light beings all around you in this divine place. It's as if everything is vibrating with light and energy. It is simply streaming from every area in this place. And you feel as if your body And your subtle bodies are absorbing this light now as a warmth and a frequency. And you are adjusting to these higher vibrational frequencies of light. In fact, there is light penetrating into your body, your organs, and your chakras. A beautiful, wise, divine light being comes up now to greet you. Notice who that being is. Perhaps it is your guide or your teacher or an ancient one that you've worked with across time and space. This being is loving, radiating light, full of grace and pure unconditional love. For a moment, you close your eyes as if you can hardly believe your heart is bursting in gratitude for all of this beauty and abundance. You're so grateful now that you've returned to this heavenly realm and that the being of light has come This being has been waiting for you as a destination appointment to arrive here at this healing sanctuary. Allow yourself to absorb the love, light, peace, strength, healing, and wisdom that this divine being is offering to you now and bask in the heavenly presence of its awakened consciousness.
allow the two of you now to find a bench in the meadow under a large oak tree and take a seat on the wooden bench looking out at the waterfall at the end of the meadow by the stream. Together, you and the light being are looking now into the waterfall and the light being begins to manifest right in front of your eyes. A globe, a globe of Mother Earth. You're looking at Mother Earth right in front of you, between you and the waterfall. It's a magical appearance and you're able to see the earth rotating and all the different countries and cities and places on the planet that need healing. Your light being guide invites you now to join them together with your higher self, your angels, and your guides to send light to our beautiful Mother Earth right now, to send light to all of humanity and all the nature kingdoms, all life on the earth that needs healing, upliftment, inspiration, regeneration, prayer, compassion, kindness, and restoration. The two of you now send light to all these areas and places around the earth. You realize now that you've come here to support and bless the earth. The light that is coming out of both of you now is a golden light. It's coming out of your eyes, your hands, your chakras. Your hands are raised in blessing mudras. And there are golden threads that come from your chakras and thread throughout the earth. You are seeing the ley lines, the sacred meridians, the grid lines of the earth lighting up and becoming golden. You're seeing the golden light radiate out from the earth meridians, ley lines, and begin to illuminate and raise the vibrational frequency of the earth herself. You're seeing the crystal grids. You're seeing the crystal kingdom. You're seeing the crystal at the center of the earth. You're seeing all the trouble spots lighting up, being healed, being transmuted through your compassion, you are watching a complete transformation take place. Continue to send the light into the earth. Knowing that at any time you can come back here to this sacred place and work with your divine guide when you feel that you are complete for now, together with your higher self, your angels, and your light being guide, give your blessings to the earth and to all life. Express your gratitude, your devotion, your compassion, and your unconditional love. Feel how much more expanded you are, how high your vibrational frequency is, how wide open your heart is. You're absorbing, receiving, and giving. You feel at one with everything and everyone. You know that you are making a difference and that you've made a huge difference to our planet, 
and to all of its inhabitants today. Now in your own time, whenever you feel ready, knowing that the light will perpetuate and you have catalyzed it, you may thank your light being guide, taking the beauty of this exquisite paradise. And when you are ready, you may slowly allow these images to begin to fade away in your mind's eye, and you may bring yourself back slowly, gently, gradually, moment by moment, back into your body, back into the room, back into your everyday waking state of consciousness filled with gratitude that you had an opportunity to be of service to our planet today. Thank you. And namaste. Oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you. And I loved hearing your rooster crowing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was celebrating with us. And um, yes, (laughs) I felt um, I felt the angel of the birds with me and and she uh, appeared and was blowing little hearts to the birds all around the planet. So (laughs) that was that was the lovely being that came forward for me. <laughs> and I wanted to share that uh, right when I finished leading the guided visualization, a long tailed swallow bird came and danced back and forth and back and forth right in front of me, right here at my um, outdoor screen, as if she wanted to give me a message or express her gratitude. And she, she hovered around for quite a long time. She just took off. I was watching her. She came in. It was very oh sacred. God. That's interesting. I wonder, can you still tune into her and see what her message is? I will. She just came back. (laughs) (laughs) How perfect. (laughs) Of course she did. (laughs) The messages of transformation, um, that we all need to have hope and that we need to focus on the other side of the coin, life, not death, um, health, not sickness, unconditional love and mutual caring and kindness, not war, and that we need to have hope and inspiration for our present and for our future. That's the message that I get. I love it. I love it. I also hear, and remember to fly free. <laughs> yes. Yes. And to build and to build is the other thing she said, building, building our nests, building our gardens, building our land, building our communities, building for the future, building our new systems, building our new earth, right? We're, we're the, we're the form builders. I love that. I love that. And of course, birds quite often live in community and they know how to do that. They know that we're all interconnected. So perfect that she showed up. I just love it. I absolutely love it. So, so Mirabai, where can people find you? I know you have a membership portal. What is that website? Yeah, actually the best way for people to find me is on my website, which is mirabaidavy.org. That's mirabaidavy.org. And that's D-E-V-I.org. And that is my main website that will lead people to contacting me and contacting my office for my programs and workshops and guided visualizations and teachings, and also for private sessions. And the other website is the membership portal, which is apoweroflove.com. That's apower.com. 
apoweroflove.com. And that's our membership portal uh, where people can access uh, hundreds of hours of my teachings, meditations, mantras, forgiveness prayers, and prayers that I've written, light transmissions, light transmission videos, and and many more goodies. So it's a it's a it's an archive. It's a library of my work and teachings. And I think we're going to have some fun in the upcoming episodes. We're going to co-host. And I believe you're going to do an even longer meditation next time. Do you want to give us just a little taste of what that might be? That's very exciting, Ian. Thank you. Well, really what I'm feeling called to do is to take the um, guided visualization of global healing and turn it into a complete module meditation that um, our listeners can listen to like once or twice a month to be able to work on the planet themselves and have a specific guidance, a, a specific sequence also that they can follow to be able to be walked through doing the work so that we can all make a difference and not feel like we don't really know what to do to help the planet. So it's important to have a formula and I have one. I have one ready to go. Yay. Okay, let's do this. Let's come be, become co-creators, like build our nest like the little birds that have come in, send love to the world and help create a world in which we all thrive. I think this is it. <laughs> oh, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I say thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Well, this was fun. Thank you. We'll be back. You've been listening to Ann Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light and also Wisdom of the Ages. You can check that out as well. If you want to view or listen to some of my books, you can go on to AnnKateSullivan.com or InfiniteLightPublishing.com. So until we meet again, may wisdom reveal its secrets to you one message at a time. And like the little bird said, remember to fly and stay free. Many blessings. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.